Hello, this is episode 8, wow, what a lot of fun this episode is, it's a lot of fun, I just wanted to ask before we start, as I always do, please continue to help us grow the show, like it, review it, tell your friends, tell everyone you know, Uh, if you've got any questions, comments or feedback, uh, please uh, email them to pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com, or you could use the contact form on our website, pottervision.com anyway let's get to it episode 8 Welcome once again to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where myself, Lucas Kirkby, and my good companion, Tom Lawrenson, the Pottervision Boys, dissect and look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books. This week, it's episode eight, and it's the Potions Master. Tom, how the devil are you? I'm well! I'm well. I'm alright, Lucas. I'm alright. I'm getting by when the peak of a pandemic... We are. Uh, how are you? Yeah, good. Doing, doing well. Doing well. This week was half term for me, so. Uh, well, hey, school's out. Oh, school's out for a week in October. Up yours, Mister Kirkby. I'm hey, not... <laughs> I'll have you when I did a week on Monday. I'll see you then. All right, mate. <laughs> so yeah, it's been half term, and I've been spending it relaxing, but also rearranging the bedroom. Ooh. Very exciting. So moving stuff around, a bit of the old feng shui. Got rid of a couple of TV trolleys I wasn't doing anything with. Yeah? Have you moved your bed? Yeah, the bed's been moved to the other side. Oh, I. Yeah. Um, got a couple of uh, candles, some new curtains. It's been a very nice experience. One of my sisters told me... Oh, yeah. You should never... Have your bed on the wall that you share with your neighbours. Right, well, that's where we've moved it to. <laughs> <laughs> now it was... Up yours, neighbours! <laughs> now, it was there originally when I first moved in. That's where I put the bed. But, uh, a bit of shouting from next door. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. So I moved it back. But then it makes the room look smaller because you open the door mm. and the first thing you see is the bed. So yeah, yeah, we've, we've, yeah. we've moved it back. Have you considered bunk beds? I have. Uh, I like the idea. I was in favour, but we couldn't agree who'd get top bunk, so we're stuck with a double. The classic conundrum. Been, been up to anything else this week? Uh, not too much. Been playing a bit of snooker. Been enjoying myself there. Right. Yeah, getting yeah. into it. Getting getting. You were the old snooker club with the old boys. With the old boy. Well, well, with my girlfriend, she enjoys playing it. Playing it with the well. young girl. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. not that young. No, <laughs> she's in her twenties. She's in her twenties. Uh, I want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> what have you been up this week, Tom Boy? Oh, I've been rolling around the city. I went to see a spooky movie. Mm. A little spooky movie with my friend Michael, and it was called Saint Maud. It might interest you because it was based in uh, the, one of the seaside towns in Wales. Oh, do you remember which one? Nope. No. Yeah, very spooky though, very spooky. Otherwise, woke up the other morning. Oh yeah. Doing a bit of overtime at work. Right? Mm. So you know me, I wake up early if I'm yeah. going to work. Yeah, yeah. Seven o'clock, mm. alarm goes. Bit of breakfast, yeah? Mm. Get ready. Yeah. Walk downstairs. Sorry for dragging this story out. That's all right. You know, it's building up <laughs> tension and the anticipation. 
Open the front door with the thumb lock. Yeah. Lock it with the key. Yeah. Um, you know, through the garden gate. Yeah. Uh, Into your so, car. Hold on. What? Start walking towards my car. Yeah. Someone had broken in. Ah. <gasps> yeah. I don't know how they'd done it. Yeah. Because I always locked my car. Yeah. There's no sign of forced entry. Yeah. Maybe the locking mechanism on my car yeah. is on the fritz. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone had crawled into, got in the passenger door, crawled through the boot, dragged everything out of the boot. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that there was nothing they wanted. Yeah. Stole my phone charger. You are kidding. And the mystery of that ends up being that same phone charger reappears in your bedroom that next day. <laughs> I wish, I wish. What's so some? That's mad. I think it was. I think it was some kids or something, mm-hmm. or, or maybe just some tramp. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? If you're somebody homeless who's recently stolen a phone charger, please go to an internet cafe and email us. Yeah. Pottervision at gmail dot com. Which we check every six months. <laughs> and uh, we'll get back to you by Easter. But anyway, this week we've been reading Chapter 8, The Potions Master. Are you ready? Will you give me a rundown? Oh, <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask. <laughs> so Chapter 8, The Potions Master. It's time for Harry to learn some bloody magic. But Hogwarts is a pretty tricky place to uh, manoeuvre your way around. There are staircases that move, doors that don't lock unless you tickle them. It's a bloody nightmare, especially with Peeves the Poltergeist around, sending you in the wrong direction. Now, there's all sorts of things you need to learn Harry never knew. They have to stargaze, they have to do horbology in the... uh, Horbology? Herbology in the greenhouse. Uh, You don't do horbology till A-level. History of magic, charms, transfiguration... It's all going on, but the scariest and the toughest lesson of all is potions, and that is with Professor Severus Snape, Mm. who does take a very instant dislike to Harry. It seems that he hates him. He mocks him for being a celebrity, he tests him on knowledge that he doesn't know, and he deducts house points. It's a very bad experience, and Harry... Just he just does not get on with Snape. One iota. But the week's done. Friday afternoon's off, and him and Ron go to visit Hagrid in Hagrid's shack. Mm-hmm. They have a nice cup of tea, and they have some very crunchy rock cakes, which they eat politely. Now Harry in Hagrid's shack reads the newspaper article, which we knew about that someone had broken in to Gringotts, but it turns out that it was on the day. That Hagrid and Harry were there. Ooh. And Harry start, you know, and Hagrid's being a bit dodgy about this. He's not looking at Harry when he's talking about it. So Harry is suspicious that Hagrid knows something about that package. And also that Hagrid knows why Harry is hated by the potions master. <sighs> what a chapter. What a chapter. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a short one. Yeah. Very quick read. Very fun, but it was packed. Tight. Short but sweet, like Professor Flitwick. <laughs> we start off, yeah. so basically, it was very reminiscent to my own memories of year seven. Yeah. You know, your first days, uh, you're, what, you're 11 years old? 11. 11 years old, you're in school, you've been told to get your way around. Like, get your way around. Yeah. 
You're the smallest ones there. Yeah. It's complicated. Do you remember that experience of trying to find your lessons in the first week of year seven? It was a nightmare. But I remember, like, unlike here, uh, we used to have older students showing us around. Now, I think Percy's job is done. Once yeah. he's taken them to the common room once, yeah. that first day, he's like, well, uh, you're on your own now. Uh, find your own way around. Because uh, I remember being helped by older students who would kind of marshal you to where yeah. you needed to be. How about you? We were not helped. They say, oh, ask ask, ask people, they will help you. But I went to a bit of a rough school. Rough. And you would get people telling you to go the wrong way because they were uh, mean. Naughty. Rougher people are mean. What can I say? All the listeners know it. They've experienced yeah. it in their own life. Yeah. Everyone's been shouted at something by a rough person. Yeah, 100%. And, and rough isn't a financial status. It's a way of mind. Yeah, it's a way of living. <laughs> it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. So I remember year seven walking about and being like, hey, do you know where TM2 is? Temporary building two. Right. Did you have any of them? No. It was a, uh, while they were constructing things at the school, they just Uh put up some shacks to do maths in. And I was about 10 metres away Mm. from TM2. Yeah. And this lad went, yeah, I know the way, and sent me to the other side of the school. Oh, the bastard. Well, I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't say that kind of word. The prankster, maybe. The prankster. The prankster, the prankster. Um, Now, my school, each block was named after a letter of the school. Now, because the school was uh, a school, a craving, so like a craving school. Mm. So there was a an ek, me hungry. An ek block, a C block, er, er, y, and an ed block. Oh, yeah. They didn't have a Y and an N. Uh, I think they're hoping to expand the school in the next 100 years so they can complete the spelling <laughs> of, of the word. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, But it was quite a small school. How many kids went to your school? It was a big one. Mm. Real big. Yeah. It got so big they'd shut it down now. Yeah. Over 100? I think because it was so rough. <clears throat> in the school, I don't know, maybe 1,000? That's a lot. I think we had about six, seven hundred at our like, Yeah, over a hundred in each year, mm. maybe. Mm. So mm. maybe it was up, up there towards a thousand. Um, yeah, a lot of people. Uh, if you went to Bispermai, right in! <laughs> <laughs> I love that they closed it down because there were too many. Oh, we've got over a thousand students at this school. We, we, we can't fit everybody in. <laughs> well, if we can't fit everybody in, we can't fit anybody in. Everybody go home. Nobody's going to learn. We're closing the school down. Yeah, all these facilities are going to be burnt. Thank, thank God I graduated in time. Yeah, um, thank goodness. But uh, it wasn't as hard as navigating around Hogwarts because we've got, uh, you know, Hogwarts is moving. Yeah. Steps are disappearing. I don't know who enchanted that step to make it do that. Yeah, middle steps disappearing, staircases moving. Walls are pretending to be doors. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Doors that won't open on a Friday. Doors that will only open if you tickle them in the right place. There are going to be some pervy doors. I wouldn't do it. Would you not? I'd say, I'd go with someone like you and I'd say, you tickle that door and you'd go... All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would do it, but it, it, I, I'm imagining a door that is like, you know, I don't know, the, the new young maths teacher. Oh, yes, you have to tickle me there. Keep going, keep going. Ooh. And then uh, old Mr. Bins, straight through. Yeah. <laughs> you're, doing, you're all right. Uh, no luck asking peeves, because what's he going to do? He's going to grab you on the nose and say, Got you, conk! <laughs> 
got your conk. Got your conk. My dad uses the word conk. <laughs> Does it? He goes, what a conk. If someone's got a big nose. That's a good word, Dad. Got a massive conk. That's a great word. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, the idea of a conk. Get off me conk. Get off me conk. And then, you got, and then Filch isn't any help either, is he? No. Taking an instant dislike to Harry, Hermione and Ron. Yeah. To anybody, I think, Filch. You were trying to get through a door they weren't meant to be getting through. Yeah. Now, Filch is an interesting one because usually a school has a team of cleaners or a team of, like, a site team. Yeah. Uh, it's just him on his own. Uh, he doesn't seem to do any repairs or <laughs> any work. Essentially, his job is just to wait for his cats to tell him that someone's misbehaving. That's he seems to be an eye. He seems to be like just you know the watchman of the students. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Even though no one's appointing him as that, he's the caretaker. Yeah. You, I, but he's like, I'm gonna make sure you know you don't try and get through that door that you can't open. Yeah. Why is he self-appointed that? Filch has got no magic. He's a quib. What is it? Is a squib. It squib. Yeah. He's a squib. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, so he's like caretaker. Yeah. So you need to do repairs on the school. Yeah. You need to do, you know, cleaning, maintenance, yeah. But the issue is, Hogwarts, from my knowledge, yeah. feel free to shoot me down. Yeah. He's nowhere near a B&Q or a Wix. <laughs> <laughs> There's one just ten minutes away. <laughs> no, you're right. It's going to be a nightmare for it. Why hire him? Because it would be much easier to hire somebody that could magic, magic the sick away. Yeah. When somebody's sick, or you know, repair the gates. Why hire this man? I suppose it's an equal opportunities thing, isn't it? Whether like, well, we don't actually need a caretaker. Because Hogwarts looks after itself. Yeah. Uh, this guy's applied. But what a torment to stay, to work at a school yeah. you were not allowed to go to mm. because you've got no magical power. Yeah. Uh, and then watch all, and then be forever watching students yeah. uh, learn magic that you yourself cannot want to possess. Yeah. And just like rat on them for going down the wrong corridors. It'd be a nightmare. It'd be like me going to Oxford University and doing that to the <laughs> to the math students. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You can give them a run for their money. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. Your, you know your times tables. Yeah, up to seven. <laughs> uh, you know, working hard on that eight, but uh, it's tricky. Add ten, take away two. Can, can you do them all? Can you do your, like, one to ten times table? Yeah, yeah. Eight times seven. Eight times seven, fifty-six. Oh, he's good. He's good. I've got a degree in maths. I know me eight times table. You say that though. I don't know if we talked about this before, but I used to play darts with somebody who was doing a maths degree, and I had to do the taking away for them because they could. They were too slow thinking about how to do it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They're better at the. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, theoretical approach to maths. But I did a history degree. Yeah. And sometimes people come up to me, oh, I did a history degree, and they'll start, like, chatting. They'll, oh, yeah. they'll pick something. Oh, what's your favourite, I don't know... Era. Era, or like, war or something. I'm like, i got nothing for you. Yeah. Because I would learn about it the night before the essay was due. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then you know, and then once it was done, yeah. out of the brain forever. What were the topics you'd learn for a degree at history? Couldn't tell you. You couldn't remember? <laughs> no, I did modern history, so it was a lot of wars... Um, like you know, what's modern history like the past hundred years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, World God. War One, two, three, Vietnam, all of them. Yeah, uh, Cold War. Mm. Uh, 
Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah. And uh, some of the future wars as yeah, well. Future wars. Yeah. 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 But, uh, when is, where is the next big war going to happen? Ooh. Bad news for you. You're joking. <laughs> Blakely. Blakely, no! <laughs> you know what? Tensions are beginning to rise, especially since the economy crashed in Blakely. Uh, <laughs> so we've got Filch. And, we... and Mrs Norris, yeah. right? Who as well is a little rat. Now, look. No, cat. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a job to do, right? And do you know what? I'd be bitter if I was Mrs Norris because every student in Hogwarts wants to give her a good kicking, according to JK. Nearly every student would love to give her a good kicking. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Is Filch's surname Norris? Yes. Is it really? No, Filch's surname is Filch. It's called is Argus it? Filch. Oh, right. I thought he was Filch Norris. Filch Norris. <laughs> That's Mrs Norris, his wife. <laughs> I would love it if he'd married a cat. But then it could be like Professor McGonagall, but, you know, like transfigured. I, I can't do magic. Will you allow me one thing? Anything. Can I marry a cat? All right. <laughs> All right. All right, you can. Right, you imagine... Can. But that could be a thing, that could be a twist, because a cat, you, you wouldn't expect a cat to be able to find a student misbehaving, come to Filch and say, look, this, this person's doing graffiti or somebody's hiding in the toilets. I, I, this is a new theory that I've just come up with. I reckon Mrs Norris is a woman transfigured into a cat. You reckon? Yeah. Who is his wife, who secretly is Mrs Filch. Who could it be? Um, Professor Trelawney. I'd say. Yeah, I reckon she's a bit like a cat, isn't she? She yeah. plays with balls. Come on. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> um, so we get introduced to an array of all the lessons that they're uh, doing at uh, Hogwarts, don't we? What a variety. Mm. History of magic, defence against the dark arts, herbology. transfiguration, herbology, charms, potions... There's all sorts going on. Yeah. And it is very like a normal high school where a teacher on the first day will go, I'm taking no nonsense. Yeah. Do you have to do that in any of your roles? Like, No, well, I see kids one-on-one and the, the main priority when I first meet a kid is to get them to be comfortable speaking to a stranger, basically. Really? So usually we just like, for the first session, we'll play games or get to know each other or just have a chat about what it. What kind of games? I don't know, ones that get you get to know somebody, so like, you've ever played Two Truths and a Lie? Yeah. Yeah, if you say three statements, one of them is a lie, you've got to guess which one. Uh, just love it, like word association or trying to name seven things as quick as you can or games like that. Seven things. I can name seven things I hate about you right now. Go! You're vain, you're games, you're insecure, you like me, you love her, you make me laugh, you make me cry, you make me feel like I could die. That is eight! <laughs> you have absolutely uh, nailed that. <laughs> um, Thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah. And just so you know, I would struggle to name certain things <laughs> I hate about you. Well, one of them is you made me laugh. I hate that about you. Oh. You funny devil. You oh. funny, funny, funny devil. One Intr- of the subjects. Go on. Sorry to interrupt. That they study is history of magic. And God, Harry finds it boring. <laughs> oh. Yawn, yawn, yawn. The history of this world I only knew existed three days ago. 
Oh my god. Boring, boring, boring. Look at these people that they're they're learning about. Emmerich the Evil, Yurik the Oddball, they sound like these. How could a class be boring, right? Yeah. The history of magic. Yeah. Magic. 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 Right? The history of magic. But not only is this yeah. a history of magic, even just hearing about magic is interesting. Yeah. Of like how that was invented or whatever, you know, spells across the age, developing, like how things were developed. Yeah. It is taught by a ghost. A ghost. <laughs> which would be fascinating in itself oh, just to watch them. I'm bored of ghosts. We used to have a, uh, it was a um, probability course in the maths and the guy who did that was the most boring professor ever but we were fascinated by him because he wore triple denim <laughs> he would arrive he'd have denim shirt jeans and a denim jacket and we would love going because of that now imagine being taught by a ghost but i can't believe how bored harry is you know we'd be so interested by that and harry's bored and we remember in the, only the last chapter, Harry was absolutely fascinated by some roasties appearing I, on the banquets. Harry has got an issue, I believe. I where do. He, he becomes accustomed to things a bit too quickly, mm. right? Oh, <laughs> he's in his first week of year seven. Yeah. Oh, goes boring. <laughs> you know, and he's, for the first time in his life, he's got a friend. How yeah. is he taking Ron for granted? Like, how is he not clicking his heels constantly? Yeah. That he's going everywhere with Ron. You know, like, I'm going to go meet uh, Hagrid. Can I come? Yeah, you can. How is he not, like... Compl- maybe he is completely thrilled. Yeah. But, like, I, I just feel like Hogwarts, he's taking it a bit for granted. Yeah, he should be inviting Ron instantly to Hagrid's tea party. Yeah. Hey, Ron, come with me. Hagrid, look, it's my friend. <laughs> but it's more like, oh, all right, Ron. You can come. Interesting, yeah. interesting description of uh, Professor Sprout. Did you catch that? Plump. Dumpy little witch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an insult I've used before. You dumpy little witch. <laughs> dumpy little witch, God love her. Mm. Now, I did want to talk a little bit about Professor Bins a bit more. Now, yeah. imagine if you are a teacher and yeah. you fall asleep in the staff room, you go to the next lesson, but you're a ghost. You've, you've yeah. died in your sleep. How's he going to be doing any marking? How's he going to be filling in those reports? He's going to get away with murder, this ghost. Like, you know, have you, have you marked all these exams? No, I'm a ghost. That is so anything. funny. Like, um, uh, Professor Bins, it has come to my attention that you have passed through to the other side. Yes, I fell asleep yesterday and I woke up a ghost. Um, we believe you are now unable to complete your or maintain your position as... <laughs> Professor of History of Magic? Uh, yes, but uh, um, keep me on, please. <laughs> and I imagine thinking it's discrimination. Yes, excuse you, me. You can't let me go. <laughs> you can't. Just because I'm dead. I completely miss, like, read it wrong how he died. Yeah. So it said he, he died, he fell asleep in front of a fire. It said he was very old, but I took it to mean he was burnt alive. He caught fire. <laughs> Like, and I was like, how's he not waking up to that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just being burnt to death. Yeah. My goodness. Then, they had a bit of transfiguration with Professor McGonagall. Oh, yeah. Um, head of uh, Gryffindor. Yes. Not that easy on them. She's not. She's she... tough on everybody. Laying on the work thick. Good. 
Yeah, firm but fair, Professor McGonagall. Yeah. You know, she's the same with everybody. But I do have a bit of a, uh, a thing with her, a bit of a gripe. You had a thing with her? Oh, yes. <laughs> it was a few years ago now. We don't like to talk about it. <laughs> she starts off, she goes, welcome to Transfiguration, right? And she, she does this amazing thing where she turns a desk into a pig. Mm. And then she goes, right, you won't be doing that. You'll be turning <laughs> matches into needles for the next hour. Off yeah. you go. That's like turning up to English and reciting a Shakespearean soliloquy. And then you're like, right, the very hungry caterpillar, page three. You <laughs> Come need, on, everybody. You need to calm down. I would, um, I will not. So, on your first driving lesson, yeah. this is like your driving instructor turning up to your house in his car, yeah. and then you going, let me in the driver's seat, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> no, not yet. Beep, 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 beep. We're going to take you to an industrial estate at night where there's no one around, and you're going to go in circles, pal. <laughs> you're Don't the t- like driving You're the lessons. toad of toad hall you are. <laughs> <laughs> put, put. <laughs> Whizzing around. <laughs> no, but maybe that is the issue with mm. Harry. He's mm. become a bit overstimulated too quick. Mm. So he's got all... Well, Hogwarts is just like a bit too crazy. And then all of a sudden a ghost is trying to talk to him about, you know, who invented a lot of cadaver. Yeah. And he's like... I, I don't know. I've seen a I've seen a desk squealing not twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be so overwhelming. I think the things he's seen in the past month mm. to then yeah yeah I think it would be mad. They had a taste of a defense against the dark arts with Professor yeah. Quirrell. Interesting lesson that was. Uh, so they go in. The place stinks of garlic. Yeah. Uh, they said it's to ward off vampires. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Maybe we're thinking Voldemort's face stinks of garlic. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're meant to take from that? I think we're meant to take from that that Voldemort loves garlic bread. <laughs> and that's what, you know, it's either unicorn blood or a garlic chibata. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the things that can sustain him as a, as a half being. <laughs> Let me eat garlic. Now, they don't believe him. They're a bit suspicious when Quirrell says that uh, the turban was given to him by an African prince. I'm sceptical too. Uh, I'm not buying that one, Jock. You've defeated a zombie. The prince has given you a turban as a gift. Fair enough. But why wear that for the rest of your days? Like, oh, thank you very much. I will never take this off my I head. think that's one of them stories where he's thinking, do you know what? In the wisdom world, anything can happen. Yeah. So I'm going to say this was a <laughs> gift from an African prince because I killed a zombie. Yeah. And then Seamus Finnegan says, well, how did you do it? And he goes, uh, cloudy outside, isn't it? <laughs> Immediately starts talking about the weather. <laughs> Didn't think, he, think, he thought, no one will ask me any follow-up questions on that because it's so far-fetched. Have you ever told a lie, Lucas? Have I ever told a lie? You ever told a lie that where where you were like, I'll get away with this. Yeah. I'll give an example. Go on. In year five, oh, yeah. um, my mum bought me some shoes. You've been alive since year five. Mm. <laughs> no. That's 2020. <laughs> I'm an oldie. Um... <laughs> Yeah, my mum bought me some shoes yeah. uh, from a cheaper shoe outlet place. And they were not kickers. No. These were brickers. Have you ever heard of brickers? <laughs> I've never heard of brickers. Right? All right, shoot. But the uh, issue was mm. they had elastic laces. So if you tied your laces 
the laces would come undone because they were made of elastic. Yeah. Which, like, so they're really stupid. And I hated these shoes. Yeah, yeah. I hated them, I hated them, I hated them, I hated them. Yeah. So one day, cycling home from school mm. to home, I thought, I've got to get some new shoes. Yeah. But I'm not going to get new shoes if this one, these ones are still working. Yeah. Right? So I decided to kick my shoe into the road. Yeah. <laughs> come home with one shoe and yeah. say, I lost my shoe. It got run over by a car. Brilliant. And did that work? <laughs> It did a bit. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of any time where I've told a lie like that. There have been times where I've not like, corrected somebody that's been wrong. Usually about my name, I get called all sorts. What do you uh, get called? I get all sorts. People call you Mr. All Sorts. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't even sound like my name. <laughs> no, no, I get called uh, Luke, Lewis, Marcus, Curtis. I get all sorts of stuff. Yeah, there's no, there's no woman at my work who calls me James. And I just thought... <laughs> Yeah, all right, I'm James. You just never correct them. I once had a, a, it was a private tennis lesson. It was supposed to be a group tennis lesson, but nobody else turned up. So we ended up having this private tennis lesson with this bloke, and he called me Marcus the whole time, and I thought, oh, no, I'm just not going to correct him. Yeah, might as well leave it. Eh? Yeah, I'm never going to see this man ever again. I might as well leave him in ignorance. I never really get that. No one ever gets my name wrong. I think it's because it's quite easy. Mm-hmm. My friend Lewis Shaw, friend of the podcast, always makes fun of it because it's so easy. He goes, what's your name? It's just a sound. Dom, Dom, Dom. <laughs> what lazy parents, he says. It's true. <laughs> Is it Thomas on the birth certificate? No, just T-O-M, baby. Is it on the yeah, birth certificate? T-O-M. That's cool. So you've Ooh. never been Thomas or Tommy or Tom I was Boy. a cool baby. You were a cool baby. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Now... Before they end up going to... I can't believe you've never told a lie. I have. You must have told some far-fetched lie. I just can't remember one. I'm full of lies. Yeah, I know. I hate to admit that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because that's you telling the truth. That's why you hate it, isn't it? (laughs) I can't can't think of a lie I've told. If I remember one, I'll uh, tell you later and we can uh, reverse it. Maybe that's the lie. You can't think of a single lie. What what, what were you saying? I was going to say, before we get to potions, Harry gets a letter from Hagrid. And can I just say, Harry's letter etiquette is bloody appalling, right? (laughs) I'm not saying Hagrid's written him a formal letter, but let me read the letter that Hagrid (laughs) sends to Harry. Here we go. Dear Harry, I know you get Friday afternoons off, so would you like to come and have a cup of tea with me around three? I want to hear all about your first week. Send us an answer with Hedwig. Hagrid. (laughs) Right? Harry's response. Yes, please. See you later. (laughs) He doesn't even write, dear Hagrid, he doesn't even write from Harry. I think he, he needs to learn a bit of decorum, this lad. See, he's that's what I mean. He's rested into everything. Right, hey, no longer with the Dursleys, Mr. Popular. Everyone wants a piece of me. Harry, a formal letter. Sure. Sure, see you in a bizzle. <laughs> I can't be bothered. But maybe, maybe it's the fact that Harry... He's, the celebrity's gone to his head. The chapter starts off with everyone going, oh, there he is, look, there he is, it's him. Did you see the scar? And he's oh, like, yeah. please, no photos. <laughs> stop, stop. That must be mad to be in a school where everybody's whispering, oh, is that Tommy Laurie? Yeah. Please, it's not Tommy. <laughs> I've heard on his birth certificate it says just Tom. Ooh. JT, JT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Mm, uh, to, be, to be a local school-based celebrity. Too relaxed into it. I did think that letter was absolutely lovely. Yeah. From Hagrid. Oh, 
a special bit of attention mm-hmm. from a uh, you know somebody who works at the school. Yeah. So that is nice. That because yeah. like he's like who knows who's he got to report back to. He's getting no letters. Yeah. All the other kids. What a thoughtful bloke Hagrid is. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Lovely. Or he has ulterior motives. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So they then have potions. And we meet properly. This is the bread and butter of the chapter. Come on, this is the meat. This is the potions master. We've been talking about the carrots. We've been talking <laughs> about the broccoli. We're into the meat of the chapter. Give us that beef. Oh, get your steak knife ready. Mm. Snape, what a linguist. <laughs> My God. His first... Paragraph is absolutely poetic. I don't expect you will really understand the beauty of the softly simmering cauldron with its shimmering fumes, the delicate power of liquids that creep through human veins, bewitching the mind, ensnaring the senses. Shakespeare! (laughs) God, it was... Gorgeous! It was like listening to John Cooper Clark. It was lovely. Uh, I, I, I was like, is this man preparing that beforehand? 100%. He's, he's in his chambers yeah. and he's like, showtime today. And you got your script and he's going over his lines. Harry Potter's going to be there. He's famous. I need to make a good impression. Oh, what three questions am I going to ask him? Let's prepare. Let's prepare. <laughs> Malfoy's going to be there. He's to knock about with his dad. How exciting. Oh. I don't want to come off as a pussyfoot. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes in hard. Our new celebrity. <laughs> yeah. What poetry. It was beautiful. Love Absolutely it. beautiful. So he stops at the register at Harry's name. Mm. And, and then he goes, Our new celebrity. And then uh, Malfoy, Crabbe and Goyle start sniggering behind their hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're very intimidating bullies, aren't you? Yeah, very intimidating. <laughs> Little giggling bloody milkmaids. <laughs> But he turns a blind eye to them. Because they're Slytherins, maybe. Because mm. he knows their dads. I don't know. It's part of the game. Yeah. He's gone in going, do you know what? I do not like Harry. Sam, I am. Harry, you... I'm getting a sense of you. I've seen you walking around the school. Yeah. I've seen you telling the sorting hat. No, I'm not going in that house. You're doing what you want. I saw you stuffing your mace, you stuffing your face at that feast. Yeah. Not on my watch, pal. You're going to be put right back to where you should be. He needs bringing down a peg. He needs bringing down a peg. This cocky little twerp. Yeah. And then he gets into it. He gets into it. Um, he's an eccentric Snape. I, yeah. lo- I live for these people. If he's preparing an attitude before class, or even better, even better, if he's going into it mm. with like, um, if this is all just off the top of his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, my what God. What a mind he should be on whose line is it anyway? To be in this presence, yeah. how excited would you be? It's so theatrical, isn't it? Especially if you've just been with boring bins. History of magic. Then it's potions with Snape. He's got the hair. He's got the cloak. There's there's pickled animals around the room. In the film, 
right? He comes in, kicks open the door, yeah. <laughs> runs to the back, slamming shutters shut. Amazing. We're, we're doing this in darkness. Yeah. At my heart would be going. I'd be going, and you'd be waiting for the, for the, I don't know how often they have potions. Yeah. But the week, you'd be thinking about potions again. Yeah. What's he going to do this week? Who's he going to have a pop at? And my goodness, you'd learn. You would, because you'd be shitting yourself that much about getting bollocked or the theatricals of it or whatever, you would know every word he said, you'd remember everything. Why isn't anybody writing this down? Because we're never going to forget it, Snake. We are never going to forget this. This is an incredible two hours. He starts coming at Harry, right? Yeah. He's coming at Harry with the questions. Oh, yeah. He's, he's read Harry. He's worked him out for yeah. what he is. Yeah. I know you, Harry. You've been sat in your room all summer mm. not reading the potions book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you could have been. Yeah. So he starts asking him, you know, I don't know, I forget what he asks him. But yeah. What do you get when you get this and this? What is a what do you call it, you know? Yeah. All this stuff. And Harry's like, uh, 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 a what mixed with an infusion of what yeah he's clearly done no reading Malfoy's laughing I can only assume that Malfoy's done the reading yeah <laughs> as well if you had learned everything from all of the books there's no point you going to school hmm. why go to the lessons I've learnt it all I know it all well, they're going to be listening to those teachers going I've read that in the book Surely they're not expected to learn everything from those textbooks. No, there's a difference between knowing and doing. You could read everything about driving a car. Sorry to bring everything back to driving a car. Look, I'd read <laughs> the highway code and I expected it to be on the motorway lesson one. But my bloody driving instructor... Wouldn't let you... So he's coming at Harry, right? Yeah. You don't know it, Harry. You don't know it all. You think you missed a big shot. Good, Right introducing the return of Harry's cheek. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, give Hermione a girl. She knows. She obviously knows. Hermione stood up on her hind legs. <laughs> <laughs> She's there. <laughs> right, I know this the answer. attitude of this boy. This is his first potions lesson, yep. right? And he's snapping back at Snape. Yeah. Right? Ask Hermione. Turns around. He's getting a wink off Seamus. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Ding! Um, good one Harry good one but you can't you see if I was in Harry's situation I'd just been like sir right I'm going to have to stop you right there sorry to interrupt anything you ask me I'm not going to know I'll admit I've only leafed through the books yeah right now I'm thinking I should have learned it a lot more yeah but I only leafed through them none I didn't think I had to learn it but I'm willing to give it 100% effort from here on out you know, and just going that way. What could Snape say back to that? I think he could still call him a cocky little turd <laughs> and give him a point. Get, I, think, I think yours is worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Snape would want to listen to that minute-long speech <laughs> of, of how Harry's going to be better and all this, this, this and this. I think Snape <laughs> would prefer a tiny bit of cheek, a short, sharp blast of cheek. I remember my biology in about year 10, Yeah. right? It's a. I I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm not the best listener. I zone out. I've got this thing called selective hearing. Yeah. It's a condition that I'm afflicted with. It's horrible. Mm. But I was in science in about year nine or ten, mm. and the teacher she goes on me. She goes, she asks me a question. Mm. Yeah. And I say to her, right? I just go, 
I said, I'm sorry, miss, whatever she's called, March, more, something like that. <laughs> uh, I said, I'm sorry, I don't know, I have not been listening. Yeah. Right? And then she goes, she was, she, <laughs> that defeated her, she was like, oh, like, for someone, <laughs> for someone to admit it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go, go, God, I'm sorry, but I'm as thick as two short planks. <laughs> I remember a kid in class do something like that when they're like, what's the answer to this? Go, Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. And they went, right, well, can you next time? Yes. Yeah. Somebody else. But the thing is, when I said that, I have not been listening. She And then other students clocked mm. that nothing bad happened to me. Yeah. So she then moved to someone else. She said, you, what is the answer? And yeah. they went, I've not been listening. Right? <laughs> she moved to the third person and said, what is the answer? Yeah. And they said... I have not been listening. She then broke. She yeah. went, no one say I have not been listening from here on out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh it killed her. That's so funny. All from me. But maybe Harry should have tried something like that. I think, though, teachers will let you get away with stuff if it's like human error. So yeah. I think if you're actively being like chatty or actively being cheeky or naughty, they will bollock you or whatever, have a go at you. But I remember I fell asleep once in a lesson. And what t- lesson was it? Uh, French. And the teacher was like, just let me <laughs> let me sleep. And then at the end of the lesson, the bell went, everybody's left. She woke me up. She goes, you all right? You're a bit tired. I went, yeah. She goes, right, have an early night tonight. Why were you tired? I think it was when I'd been doing like my shows, going going round doing like Shakespeare and stuff. How old were you? Uh, I don't know, about 14, something like that. Year nine, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so they start with uh, the potions. Like, oh, yeah. You get the lesson one. They're getting into a bit of practical, right? This to me, like it, Professor McGonagall, matchsticks into needles. Here, a cure for boils. I think this is like a massive step for your first potion. Well, you'd be clicking your heels if you hated transfiguration. Oh, I'm only doing needles. Here, cure for boils. What would you be saying? Whoa! <laughs> Come on, Gromit. <laughs> Let's get making it. Come on, Gromit. Is that who you'd have with you? Yeah, me and Gromit. Is he a basset hound? What is he? Uh, is he a German Shepherd? I don't know. He's not a I German I don't shepherd. know what breed Gromit is. Cracking gosh, Gromit. Do you know why I said German Shepherd? Because... Cracking gosh, Sean. <laughs> Cracking gosh, moon robot. He's a robot dog, Wallace. So, Cracking I said... Cracking penguin. <laughs> Cracking eggs. The reason I said Gromit was because when... In my drama group, every half term, uh, once a year, we used to go to a, like, a... a residential place and the man there had a German shepherd called Gromit and that was where it came from just wanted to explain that to any viewers who thought I was mental <laughs> and uh, assumed that Gromit the plasticine dog from Wallace and Gromit was a German shepherd and let this be a lesson if you ever get anything wrong again I want to hear you're working out thank you thank <laughs> you because you got a point for that yes <laughs> always work for those method marks always show you're working out um, it's complicated, this boils one. They've got to weigh dried nettles, crush snake fangs, chew horn slugs, and take the thing off the fire before you put the porcupine quills in. It's not complicated. Come on, it is. It's not complicated. Everyone 
it's like cooking. Everyone needs to just... It's baking, isn't it, essentially? Yeah. It's baking. Yeah. You need to calm down, read through, <laughs> read the instructions through initially, <laughs> right? Read it all, right? Yeah. Then read it again. Right. Make a plan of what you're going to be doing, yeah? Yeah. And then follow the plan. But look... We're doing all of these things whilst being scared. <laughs> Your mind's not thinking straight. You've got this man with a bob following you, looking at you, folding his arms. You don't know points. because you don't cook. But if you cook and you get a recipe book out and without even reading it, you just start following the instructions, you're going down the wrong road. Because it'll be something like, chop up your veg, and you're like, right, do that. And then the next one will be... Preheat your oven. You're like, oh, that could have been preheating while I was chopping up my veg. Well, can I just tell you, Mr. You Don't Cook, two days ago I made a bloody lovely risotto. Why well, do I not believe you? Because, <laughs> based on your past experiences of me, I wouldn't believe me either. <laughs> How did you make it? Uh, I got the risotto rice. Uh, it was uh, vegetable stock. Uh, chopped up onions first. This, this is all you? This is all me. How much did Martina help? None. None? She didn't help me because she was at, she was doing uni on the computer. And uh, so I did it all. Chopped the onions, mushrooms, uh, peas, carrots, in the risotto, vegetable stock. This is not in the right order. Uh, boil, 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 uh, 20 minutes. What recipe were you following? BBC, Good Foods. And did you read it all through once or did you go, go along? I read it about five times because I was very nervous. And also, it was a bacon risotto and uh, Martina doesn't like bacon. So I changed the bacon to mushrooms. Good boy. Thank but you. But you see, you'd be doing all right in potions because you read it through. Unlike Neville Longbottom. Egypt. The lad needs to calm down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's making an arse of himself. Yeah. Also, You're acting like a pillock. They're working in pairs. Why is his partner not said, Whoa, don't put them in. His partner's Seamus. Oh, yeah, he's an idiot. He's... <laughs> right, fair enough. Right, next. <laughs> the best bit, right? Yeah. So he gets, right, he spills He spills the potion, starts dissolving everyone's shoes, yeah. Neville gets covered in it and gets covered in boils. The boil remedy is covering him, him in boils. Yeah. So it... It's only... What do you call that? Poetic justice? Yeah, I don't Catch know. Catch 22? Is it creating an immunity uh, to the boils? Irony. What is that? Yeah. Why would the cure for boils half made? Get rid of boils. Vaccine problem. Tell you what. <laughs> get rid of the first half of the recipe. <laughs> Why don't you just prick yourself with the porcupine quills and you'll get rid of the boils immediately? Um, then I love Snape back at it. Introducing funny Snape. Yeah. Right? Because he goes, Potter, why didn't you help him? <laughs> that was great. Thought you'd look good, did you, if he failed? <laughs> oh, that was a point deducted from you. Not even, not even in his pet. In like, in that, he's not even if he was working with it, Neville. He was like, that is brilliant. <laughs> Keep, keeping everyone on, his, on their toes. Yeah. What's he going to say next? He's a wild card. You should have been watching him. That's your fault. That's your fault. I don't know. So they have the potions lesson. It's been a nightmare for Harry. It's the worst thing that's happened since he's come to Hogwarts. But it's all going to be made better with a lovely cup of tea round at Hagrid's. Mm. 
We meet Hagrid again. We meet his uh, his dog, Fang, who is big like Hagrid, <laughs> but lovely like Hagrid. So they turn up at Hagrid's shack, right? Yeah. This is where Hagrid lives. Why? <laughs> In a castle that has 142 staircases, millions of doors, millions of rooms. <laughs> There's only one classroom for each subject. There's got to be room for this giant man. No, we're going to put you in this shack that barely fits you. Our French our French room doubled as the Spanish room. Yeah. Because we weren't teaching that, you know, it wasn't always constant French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some classrooms can work as two things. Yeah. Put defen- potions and defences against the dark arts together. Yeah. Give Hagrid a room. Give Hagrid a room. That there's going to be so many empty rooms in Hogwarts that he could just have. Not even right. So this 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 shack. I don't know who built it. Yeah. Right. It's essentially a studio apartment. Yeah. The bedrooms in the kitchen. The bathrooms in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. The living rooms in the kitchen. It's a nightmare. <laughs> if you were buying that flat in London, you'd only have to pay upwards of two thousand pounds a month to live there. It's tiny. It's ridiculous. It made me think they're obviously not paying him that much, if anything. Right. And I thought, I thought to myself, why Hagrid, are you doing this? Yeah. If it was me, I'd go look at the size of me. Yeah. Right. I am. Enormous. Mm. I'd go to the Muggle World. I'd go to WWF, and I'd say, "Can I have a <laughs> Can I have a trial? Look at me. What? Have you ever seen a man as big as me?" He'd apply for the World Wildlife Fund <laughs> or the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, I forgot we were in the nineties. <laughs> but that he would be up there, wouldn't he? Like, if he'd have gone and like become a wrestler. He'd be starring alongside The Rock in some kind of, like, uh, kids' film right 100%, now. 100%, yeah. Because he, he does remind me a bit of that Mick Foley bloke. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like him, he's big like him, the he big, falls off cages like him. Big Show's got a TV show. Why yeah. couldn't Hagrid... The size of Hagrid's hand. And also, unlike Andre the Giant, yeah. Hagrid ain't going to die young. Even though he's enormous. Yeah, he actually has a working brain. <laughs> so does Andre the Giant. He's just French, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hagrid, right? We get back to Mrs. Norris, right? Yeah. And Hagrid goes, Oh, that old git filchin'. I hate Mrs. Norris. <laughs> every time I go walking around the castle, she's following me everywhere I go. I don't know why she does it. She must have it in for me. Hagrid, you keep dormice in your pocket. <laughs> of course a cat is going to be following you. <laughs> I've no idea why that Mrs. Norris follows me. Anyway, I'll just empty my pockets. I've got a sachet of tuna and jelly here. <laughs> Three balls of string. Hagrid, just uh, <laughs> that's why the cat's following you. What is this pack lunch parker that Hagrid's walking around in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to wear my duffel coat round, haven't I? He never takes it off. He always seems never, to be always in it. got. When's he like? Uh, he's always got something in it. It's interesting <laughs> though. Why the? Sorry. Why does everyone call Rubius Hagrid by his surname? It's really interesting, isn't Especially it? Especially children. Yeah, Hagrid. Hagrid. Rub. My name is Rubius. But maybe that's it with every piece, like every member of staff, usually it's Professor Dumbledore, Professor Dumbledore, Professor McGonagall, but Hagrid has no title. I suppose they call Filch Filch. Yeah, Filch. But even Dumbledore calls Hagrid Hagrid. I would trust Hagrid (laughs) with my life. 
and Harry Potter. <laughs> I would trust Laurenson with my life. Hello. But maybe um, they still see him as a student, you know, no. like how she Ah Potter, ah Laurenson, where are you going? Is Fang yeah. Mr. Hagrid as well? <laughs> I think so. Fang Hagrid. But we have never seen Fang and Mrs. Norris in the same room. I reckon Professor Trelawney is both uh, Filch and Hagrid's mistress. You are, crackers. As different animals. So they go into Hagrid's shack. <laughs> yes. Introducing the ego of Harry Potter. Yeah. Snape hates me. Oh. Oh, Snape hates me. And Hagrid's like, can't, Hagrid can't meet his eye and says, no, he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, what is that all about? I mean, I think we... I'm assuming this is... Uh, I mean, I always like to spoil things, don't I? I'm assuming this is the thing about Harry's mum, maybe. And dad. Is no, that... I think it's just... I don't know. Maybe it's about something. We shouldn't go into that. It's yeah. too soon. Yeah, we shouldn't and, have said that. And also, Harry Nosey. I tell you what, he can't, he can't be bothered going into detail into his potions book... But he's happy to start reading things in Hagrid's flat that don't belong to him. Re- reading about the uh, breaking that happens at Gringotts Bank. There's a line in it where he goes, Harry had more to think about after being at Hagrid's shack than all of his lessons combined. <laughs> what an arrogant person. He's more interested in being a big nosy busybody than he's going to have so much studying to do. And, and I just think he's not taking his lessons seriously enough. Yeah, he's like... Goes Hagrid has invited him for a tea and a catch up, you know. Yeah. Harry's bought a friend who was uninvited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Imagine if, like, yeah, in, in completely didn't even write that on the letter. He could have written, Hagrid, thank you for the invitation. Sounds excellent. I would love nothing more. Is it all right if I bring my friend Ron? Love who Harry. Is, who is helping welcome me into the wisdom world. Yeah, none of that. No. Yeah, I'm coming. Terms of also, I brought him. If like, if you invite me around to yours and you said, yeah. "Tom, I'd like to come around for dinner," and yeah. I was like, "Lovely." And <laughs> Imagine I, that. And I, <laughs> I turned up, <laughs> and I brought with me someone from work. I was like, "Oh, by the way, I brought this bloke." You'd be like, "Right." Do you remember the fury of somebody having a house party as a teenager, and somebody bringing around mates that weren't invited? No. Do you not? We'd have a house party, it'd be this many people invited. You bring round your mates from a different school, they're there, they're doing D-R-U-G-S. Really? Oh, it's a nightmare. We don't like this. We were just here to drink and boogie. (laughs) (laughs) What were all these people? And then the mum's coming downstairs. We said maximum ten people for this party. Anyway, back we go to lie on the bed for three hours. (laughs) Are you on the party? That's mental. Is this an experience only unique to me? That sounds like a nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, yeah, it was. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm always getting those mixed up. My real life experiences in that sequel. That happens in that film. They're having a party and the parents are in bed. Oh, yeah. Waiting for it to end. And then Freddy Krueger turns up and starts (laughs) pushing people in the pool. (laughs) Have you ever heard the phrase, pissing on me chips? I don't like that phrase. I hate any expression with the word piss in it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I hate people who use it. It annoys me. It's a tasteless, tacky expression. Pissing on my chips. Oh, it boils my piss. I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. Keep your piss to yourself. Keep it out of your mouth. It's a horrible word to say. 
carry on. What were you saying? So anyway, that one, <laughs> that phrase, I never heard it before, right? Yeah. And we once went to a house party where downstairs was a fish and chip shop that his grandma owned. And yeah. upstairs was the house party, right? But his mum was getting annoyed that we were being loud, right? And uh, she shouted, oh, you're pissing on me chips now, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, who's done that? <laughs> I genuinely thought she meant that somebody had snuck into the fish and chip shop and started pissing in the chips. <laughs> what the hell? You think? Oh my god, that's funny. So uh, back to me, WKD. You think? Oh, I think that's the point where I should leave this party if people are doing that. Yeah. Drugs are one thing. Pissing on chips. Disgusting. <laughs> I can't agree with that. But that's the first time you had that expression. It is, yeah. But it, they're in Hagrid's shack, oh, having yeah. a catch up, and uh, they're eating rock cakes, which they're not enjoying. No, stuffing them in their pockets. Have you ever been at in that experience where you're at someone's house, they're giving you food that you're not enjoying? Yeah, and I've just struggled through. I was very fussy as a kid with food. I get off me mum and dad. They're very fussy. They don't like trying new things. Are they? Yeah, yeah. What's it? What are the what are five typical meals that all eaten? Across the week at Kirkby household. Right, number one, spaghetti bolognese. Right, slow down. Yeah. Any vegetables in it? No, the spaghetti bolognese will just be like a... a Mince? Yeah, mince, spaghetti, and then like a jar of, like, I don't know, Lloyd Grossman or Asda's own bolognese sauce, garlic bread on the side. Carry on. That's a classic. Next one would be uh, roast dinner, classic roast dinner on a Sunday. All, all your normal stuff. Um, they have a they have a egg and salad <laughs> thing that they they like to eat. Mm-hmm. Salad with uh, with a boiled egg. Uh, what else do they like to do? My dad does a korma. Yeah, but again, that's just out of the jar. <laughs> yeah, out of the jar. Chicken, rice, and um, anything else that they might do. Uh, and then a sweet and sour, which is a similar job as well. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean. Yeah, I understand it. My yeah. growing up, my family, very weird mince meals. Spaghetti bolognese, the exact same as yours. Yeah, mince, not a jar though. Uh, sachet of spice mix. Yep. Yeah. Chili con carne. Yep. Mince, sachet of spice mix. Yeah. And rice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Past tuna pasta or something. Yeah. Mince. Salmon. <laughs> mince salmon. Mince. <laughs> salmon. Yeah, just stuff like that. Now, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, very basic. Mm. If you, we want, and we want to hear from the listeners, what were your meals growing up? We're going to read these out. We want listeners, go on pottervision.com and tell us what were the five meals your parents will eat now or would make you when you were younger. If your parents didn't make you food when you were younger, we don't want to hear from you. Yeah, do not get in touch at all costs. Yeah. Now, the end of the chapter, we're actually starting to get the plot of the story of yeah. the book. We're looking at this article again, and Harry realises that it's the exact same day that he and Hagrid went to get something from Vault 713. Uh-huh. Hagrid is sketchy again. He doesn't meet his eye. We think these events are connected. Yep. And it's finally... Starting to shape actually where this novel's heading because we've not had a bloody clue up until now. No, um, it's very interesting. Very uh, shoving his nose in it, Harry, isn't he? He's a very nosy boy and it's going to get him into trouble. 
on at least seven <laughs> occasions. What? Trying to work this out. Work out potions before you get into... Yeah. Wormwood and we, Asphodel. We were in that vault, Hagrid, weren't we? Oh, what would they want? Oh, you only took a grubby little package. Yeah. Shut up. Come on. Right. But people are like that, though, aren't they? They connect things that they've done. You know, yeah. like, uh, I remember, I, I always tell this story of, like, do you remember when the, uh, there was a bomb on the tube in London? Ma. You what? Yeah. In, like, 2007 or something like that. And they always go, I was there the day after. You were? Yeah, yeah. On the around the tube area where it happened as well. No, the day before. Sorry, we left the day before it happened. Really? And we were in London, yeah. And we would Blimey. have been on those kind of routes. Yeah. But it's just like, hey, that was when we were there. You know, like if you were near something or yeah, yeah, yeah. near an event, you just make it so like personal as if it was a, a an achievement to to be near. Oh that. my god! Right? How <laughs> many? How many pig tables out of five pig desks are you giving this chapter? Do you know what? It was a good chapter, but I would not say it was a great chapter. It didn't give me the magical feeling in my little boy belly that I felt in the previous chapter. It was good, though. I like that we got introduced to the teachers. I love a bit of Snape action, and I like that we're starting to feel where the story is heading, Mm. but not overwhelmed. I'm going to give it three pig tables out of five. Ooh, exciting, exciting stuff. I was reading this chapter and I loved it. It was mm. a shorty, I love a shorty. Mm. And they started, it really made me reminiscent of my high school days myself. Loved that, introduced to all the new teachers yeah. and we proper got into the theatrics of Professor Snape. Hagrid made an appearance, didn't say that much, but we really reflected on how poor his life is at Hogwarts. <laughs> yep. I'm giving this chapter three and a half piggy tables. Hey! And there we go. Now, are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'll close my book. Welcome to my new segment, Quiz. Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas, how well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. That is beautiful, thank you. Right, question one. Yeah. What was outside of Hagrid's front door? Oh, no. Two items. His boots and a shotgun. Oh, my God. Is that right? No. No. A crossbow and galoshes. Ah. (laughs) This is terrible so far. Where did Neville go wrong in his potion making? He put in the porcupine quills before taking the cauldron off the stove. Correct. Thank you. Right. What's the point? I've got the first one wrong. <laughs> Why carry on? Is this for the fans, is it? For the fans. So I'm not interested anymore in these questions. Three more pointless things to ask. And I know there's no kiss at the end of it. There's no kiss, but do you know what the prize is? Go on. Uh, for when you do win. Yeah. A hug. A hug! Yeah. All right, well, come on, we might as well get it done with. Keep everybody happy. What... Uh... What had Malfoy in potions done so perfectly? Oh, um, stewed the horned slugs. Yes. 
how, question four, yeah. how are Snape's eyes described? Like, well, they make you think of black tunnels. Yeah, cold and empty dark tunnels. Yeah. Question five, what is the potions book called? Uh, oh, is it just a thousand magical herbs and potions? And fungi. And fungi. Ah. Very good effort. If yeah. only you got that first one right, you'd be in for a hug right now. And if only you'd reordered the questions, <laughs> that would have been far more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise, sir, I will revise better next week. you got to do your revision if you want the hug. <laughs> <laughs> you want the hug, you got to do... This is de-escalating this, isn't it? Started at a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> went to Inuit kiss. And then a uh, hug. Do you know what it reminds me of? The prize, the cash prize for a 147 break in snooker. <laughs> the first time somebody did it, you'd got £147,000 and a car sometimes, a car! But now everybody's getting one. Every week somebody gets a 147 and the prize is nothing. <laughs> you don't get anything anymore for it, making the maximum break. It's not fair. It's not it's fair. It's not fair. Now, welcome to our newest segment of the show, Hedwig... <laughs> Do you know again. what it's called? No. <laughs> Hedwig's Dropping. Oh, awful. Hedwiggy-wee, Hedwiggy-wee. <laughs> so, we, as of, you know, every week, people uh, send us things and we like to reply to them. So, why not get straight into it with... Uh, we've had a comment on Instagram from Echo Kyriakos. And Echo asks us, which characters are you most like in the Harry Potter world mm. and why? Um, my favourite characters, mm. uh, and I hope that I'm a bit like them, are Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. And, um, oh, what's he called? Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, yeah. I think I'm somewhere in between them two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think because I work in a school and I'm a bit kind of uh, what do you you know what do you call it? Um, I can't think of the bloody word. Eccentric. I'm a bit yeah. of an eccentric person. I'm. I don't know. Maybe a little bit like I don't know. A young, Flitwick. Flitwick. <laughs> a, a young Dumbledore. Like one of the like a bit a bit the odd teachers. I reckon. Yeah. Mm. I think. Uh, yeah, I'd say like that. Yeah, yeah, I can see you in Hogwarts. What do you think you teach in Hogwarts? Maths. Herbology. They do have a maths teacher. <laughs> in, in Hogwarts? In Hogwarts, yeah. Uh, I think they call it ar- arithmancy or something. Oh, and it's Professor Vector, oh, which is wow. a mathematical thing. Yeah. That's cool. Who was that question by? That was by Echo. And I think Echo was the person who was telling us that he's thinking about cosplaying. Uh, he or she, sorry. is thinking about cosplaying a Harry Potter character. So please let us know if he did Ooh, that and which character Yeah, we'd love to see. Cosplaying. Thank you, Echo. Now, we've had another comment now. This is one of our firm supporters on Facebook. Facebook, Mr. Simon Heath. Go on, Heath. And he said about... I always remember his profile picture being a flying pig. And he says that last week's episode was the best episode so far. And he said he actually looks forward to Mondays now because of this podcast. Awesome work. And he says, I look forward to seeing you again live soon. And we're hoping... We've got a couple of days in May, haven't we? A couple of dates in Manchester and London. And we're praying that they are going to go ahead. Hopefully, hopefully. 
The third out of four uh, messages we've had this week is from Ginge Pixel on Instagram. And he has two questions for us. The first one says, what subjects would the teachers at Hogwarts teach at a normal secondary school? Ooh. Mm. So the first, there was a few easy ones that came into my mind. Like Snape, chemistry. Yeah. Madame Hooch. P.E. <laughs> you know, it's outside, it's physical. But then yeah. what about the others, do you reckon? History and magic, history. Um, what else have we got? Flitwick, English. Yeah, <laughs> Flitwick. McGonagall, literature. Yeah, literature. <laughs> who, else, who else have we got? I think that's it. <laughs> There's all the teachers. Astronomy would be physics, I suppose, whoever teaches astronomy. Dumbledore would do, like, statistics or something. Yeah, something like that. Something or, like, like business that. studies. <laughs> um, Hagrid biology, maybe. Animals and all that kind of stuff. You're out of your mind if you think Hagrid's doing biology <laughs> at, at a school. Yeah. Uh, you've gone loopy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and then the next question he asks is, why do the stairs at Hogwarts move or change for no reason? <laughs> but then I, I think... I think there's a lot at Hogwarts that is out of the teacher's control. Be careful about the staircases. They move. Why? Yeah, why do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> they just do. That's got to be funny, hasn't it? Oh, it's got it's moving. And you're just next to a portrait that you don't want to be next to. It's got to wait ten minutes till it moves back. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be two camps here. There'll be one camp which is like, it's part of the magic, having things move, having portraits disappear. Or <laughs> yeah. It's part of the fun of Hogwarts. And then there's the other half, the other camp that are, well, this is highly inconvenient. Yeah. You know, Why were you late? The stairs moved. Don't care. Five Liar. points away from Gryffindor. <laughs> Stupid. An absolute yeah. nightmare. But thank you very much, Ginge Pixel, for your for your message. Go on, Ginge. Go on, Ginge. <laughs> and then the final message was from my friend Libby. Now, you know Libby. Yeah, I know Libby. Now, she texts me this morning to say that today she is going to watch Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for the very first time. <laughs> she's never seen it. And she says she's going to watch it because she's been listening to this Podcast. Oh, that's great. And that is our main aim of this show, is get to get people. more people watching those underrated films. <laughs> get them into the films. Get watching. And uh, I thought I'd give Libby a, a shout-out, because Libby, uh, you know this, Tom, I do pantomime with Libby yeah. and Stuart and their company every year. Obviously, could not go ahead this year, but Libby and Stuart have put together an amazing pre-recorded virtual pantomime. Ooh. And if people are interested, it's Little Red Riding Hood, and it's virtual, so you can just book tickets is on Boxing Day and it's on Christmas Eve and it's just £10 a ticket how did you find that so if you just google Theatre Colwyn and Little Red Riding Hood and you'll find it and you can watch two of the screenings which will be online that's beautiful beautiful so thank you very much everybody who's messaged and if you want to message us we catch it from anywhere so if it's on social media or email us pottervision comedy at gmail.com or through the contact form on our website pottervision.com Hedwig's dropping. Well, unfortunately, this brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Potter Vision podcast. Yes, as always, please get in touch with us. We are at pottervision.com and we're also on loads of social media outlets. We're on Instagram at the Potter Vision. We're on Twitter at the Potter Vision and we're on Facebook just as Potter Vision. And please subscribe, like, share, give us a review. And we will see you next time for Chapter 9, The Midnight Jewel. Oh! Oh, Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. 
thank you so much for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments, or feedback, you can put them all on pottervision.com. Also, do us a favor. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot. Please. All right. I know you will.